At Jiffy Lube, it's our job to make car care make sense with personalized service reviews that swap the car talk for straight talk so you know what your car is telling you and what to do about it. Where highly trained service technicians have your back, helping you take care of the small stuff before it becomes big stuff. Plus a full range of services from Pennzoil oil changes and tire rotations to filters, wipers, and more. We've got what your car needs so you're ready for whatever's next. Putting you in the driver's seat of car care, that's a job for Jiffy. Find a Pennzoil pouring service center near you at JiffyLube.com. We're going to pick right up where we left off with Matthew Fairburn's selection of Aaron Rodgers, ninth overall in the first annual Go Long quarterback draft. Co-host Jim Monas, The Athletics' Matthew Fairburn, live at Fatty Bear Company in Hamburg, New York. A lot at stake, a dinner at the Grange. So, uh, yeah, let's pick it right back up with full analysis of Aaron Rodgers becoming a New York Jet. And some more interesting picks the rest of the way. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. He, when he was, you know, he's not that far removed from being MVP of the league. Pro Football Focus loves this guy when he's so, playing well. So do I. He always scores well for me. He was like, I think, 17th for PFF last year. And last year was a disaster for Green Bay in a lot of ways offensively. They were stuck in the mud. He can still throw. I cannot, I cannot sit here and confidently tell you anything about what's going on inside his head, but it seems to be the pattern with him is that he, he does like when he can try to prove people wrong. And he's pretty happy out there in New York so far. He's got some talent around him. He might be over the hill, right? You get to that age, you don't know, but – if there's any of that old quarterback left with the talent they have on that offense, I think there's a good chance. You know, I'm sitting here, Allen Herbert and Aaron Rodgers. Feeling pretty you, good about that. Did you consult with Aaron via FaceTime? There were no FaceTimes exchanged. We don't know if he wants to be a part of this team. But right. He only talks to people he likes. Right. I thought maybe I should turn off all the lights in here before I made the pick. Yeah. Just have a little darkness retreat and – he was off some people's boards. He was not on my board. I see. I value honesty. I figured he wouldn't. Character. Character. Yeah. Character red flag. I didn't know where like he would be on the Monus board. Uh, I could have said he was almost there with Carr. I just wanted to mess around. Well, I mean, I could have sat around and waited a little longer, but look, when you, he's when you see your guy. He's ridiculous. He's better than, listen, he's better than Derek Carr. And he's, better than, he, he's better than he played last season. I agree with that, too. If he's refreshed and he's ready to roll, look, I have a hard time stomaching anything with the New York Jets and ever buying in that they're turning a corner. So I don't really buy into the team it's necessarily. Hard hard. But do I buy into the fact that, that Aaron Rodgers can squeeze out one more productive season? Like, yeah, I'll take that chance when, especially in a setting like this, right? you got to take take your risks. I have no idea what to do with the number nine pick. This is this is where it's like I think it's really weird. Uh, Rodgers was easy. It's funny when you actually do it and you're like, wow. It drops off really quick yeah. after those guys. I mean, is it an easy pick though? Do we want to do we want to move off Rodgers that quickly? I am you. You have to. This is on you. <laughs> I, I feel like I should give I you the floor. I, I know you've got. Uh, I think he's so good. It's been another I, big week for Aaron Rodgers. He spoke hey, to Matt Schneidman. Great get uh, by Matt Schneidman, Syracuse alum. Read the story; it was fantastic. He does a great job covering the team. This is is no indictment. Of and him. it's another, uh, but it was another bit of uh, Aaron Rodgers. Well, he, he strikes me as somebody who lies and then forgets his lies, and he can't keep his lies straight. So he kind of stumbles over himself at all these different twists and turns and contradicts himself left and right. It, it's hard to really follow his logic. You know, the Packers aren't going to put anything out there because they're ready to move on. Trust me. They don't want to relitigate the past, even though I truly believe the facts are on their side with how that went down. 
they're just ready to move on. I mean, I think they're so tired of this guy and, and the drama and the antics and the headache. And uh, yeah, he wanted the GM fired just because they drafted a quarterback. So you're getting a, a temperamental. Uh, to your point, maybe he plays his best when he's pissed off and he has something to prove. We've seen it before, but we saw it before with Devontae Adams, with a receiver who he had thousands upon thousands of reps baked into his personal encyclopedia with. I mean, that was the basis for their offense, those two MVP seasons at the end where they could just audible the plays from four or five years ago. You can't do that with Garrett Wilson. You can't do that with well, I guess you can do it with Randall Cobb, but you know Cobb is a corpse at this point. I got to go to the old thesaurus. I feel like I've referred to Cobb as a corpse and like a and the like several like times. Like... Well, he shouldn't be in the NFL. He's not an NFL player at this point. He's not. Would I mean? Would you would you employ Randall Cobb if you're running an NFL team? I mean, if he wasn't Aaron Rodgers' friend, no, he wouldn't be on the team. Agreed. So I mean, there's there's a lot of ridiculousness that you have to put up with him as your starting quarterback. He just didn't see the field well last year. There were receivers open. He just didn't hit them. And physically, he wasn't the same guy. I agree with that, too. I'm more with I'm, – I'm not buying into the Jets either. I'm just not. And that's the AFC. These are seasoned, tough teams that have been battling right now to get to the Super Bowl. You're just coming strolling in. I don't think it's going to be as simple as that. You have nothing established. You're going against established teams. They're a terrible organization for a reason. I don't Bad think they're going to win. We're talking about talent with the Jets. That's all we ever talk about, talent. And I haven't bought – it's very hard to buy into them always. And I think it's just as difficult in this situation because, like I said, there's so many new pieces. And they're, the AFC is just loaded with teams that have been doing this year after year. That's what I'm saying. And, they're and so, so I just – I don't need to buy the Jets to buy Aaron Rodgers. No, not for PFF profile. Agreed so that's where Agreed. I come from, but yeah, I can separate the two for sure. No, I'm I think Aaron Rodgers could put up some numbers and they could lose too. a lot of games. And things, I could see things getting quite ugly, even if Aaron Rodgers has a solid season. Agreed. So the idea that going from Green Bay to the New York Jets is like some sort of football awakening, like you're you're going off to, to you know football summer camp or something, and you're going to have this this great time. Not so sure that Aaron Rodgers fully grasps what he's walking into. And I don't know that – doesn't it feel like an odd fit in New York at this stage in his career, the way he likes to talk, the mess he seems to get himself in with, you know, his various versions of the truth that he likes to spin. New York just seems like an odd place where if things start going wrong. It, for a guy that went into the darkness for – 48 hours or three days, whatever the hell it was for a guy that seems like he wants to be off the grid. A lot of the time is now going into New York city. Just a lot of it seems odd to me, but I can see, I can see some numbers being put. What's interesting, Matt is, you know, when I first started covering the team, 2011, I was good buddies with Kareem Copeland you know, so we're at competing newspapers. He's covering the team for the Green Bay Press Gazette. I'm at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, but he's like one of my best friends out there. We got into a, a lot of shenanigans uh, at the Washington Post now. But he, <laughs> I forget, I just was texting to confirm this recently. You know, Aaron Rodgers, like, shut the Press Gazette out of one-on-one interviews. So basically just talking at his locker one-on-one after the scrum or whatever, which everybody does. Like, shut them out for a year because – I believe like a photo editor at the newspaper in like a photo gallery or in the entertainment section on the, on the site referenced that he was out with his girlfriend or fiance at the time. It was something very innocuous. And to your point, he for the longest time valued his privacy. Like it was off limits, nothing off the field. I don't want anything out there. And then all of a sudden it shifted and it was around 2014, I believe is when he was dating Olivia Munn cut out his family, cut out his closest friends. That's when the Christmas presents get sent back to the family. That's when he doesn't go to his grandfather's funeral. All the stuff that we've reported on in the past, like there's this shift and all of a sudden he's very public. Like, and he's with celebrity to celebrity, Danica Patrick. Um, Was it Shailene Woodley? How do you say her name? He's Uh, public in his own way, right? But he's still very sensitive about what people say about him. 
I see what but you he mean. does seem to like yeah. to joust a little bit more out in the open. But he's got his hand-picked interviews that he does. He's got, you know, he does seem a little bit more sensitive to what he, he believes he can dominate the narrative of his career, yeah. and 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 that's going to be harder to do in New York. And you that's going to be hard yeah. to do in that market with you know that much media attention. So it's just it's an interesting fit at this point in his career. It is, how odd is it that history, like I'm having like deja vu with Brett Favre and the whole thing. It's like, it is really odd how it's Green just Bay, all. It is. Green Bay's got their quarterback in waiting and they're trying to push the legend out the door. It's just, uh, and they end up in New York of all places. But man, does Pat McAfee owe him anything from that contract? <laughs> is that a dinner or is that, <laughs> or does he owe more than a dinner? That Did Pat McAfee sell out? Do you believe he sold? You take that? Take it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a, they, that, he's a That was David Pollock. He saw that on college game day this fall. They started bumping David Pollock out right away, like on starting rotation almost on their college game day. Power, power to anybody that makes it in the business. He's a star. I'm not, he's a star. I, not my cup of joe. They want to hear him. Right. But people want to hear him. Style. I'm with you on that. He's right. very ESPN. He's for ESPN. Somehow, the tenth, some way. The tenth pick. Go ahead. Here we go. Tenth, right or ninth? I guess. Tenth. See, this is where I'm starting to think about that bill at the end of the year, and you're starting to think it's easy enough to go upside, upside, upside all the time, but. I made the joke, and I, it what? wasn't really a joke. I'm picking Kirk Cousins. No, he's gonna grade. He's a rock this guy. Is, <laughs> we're sitting at ten, and I think he's just a solid ten to twelfth best quarterback. When it comes down to the end of the year, do I want this guy playing for me in the playoffs? Hell no. But he's got the best receiver in football to throw to. He's just got a track record of doing it over and over again. He's got job security. Look, we all know what Kirk Cousins is. We don't even need to litigate, right? We don't need to say. I know no. why. I know why I wouldn't really want him as my quarterback long term. But if we're just talking, who's going to put up the numbers this year? He's going to. He'll that's do fine. Good. I mean, eventually he won't, because that's how it goes for every quarterback. But at this point, I'm going to take. I need a safe pick. I just took Aaron Rodgers, right? I need a safe pick. I need to backstop him with a guy that's it's got a high floor. Tough. We know what Kirk Cousins is at this point. I don't have much to add. It's no, I it's hard to criticize the pick. He's, no, he's 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 accurate. He's surviving he's got to be one of the accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. Still more than survive. Like he's he, yeah, he's just been a. He'll probably get paid again, right? There's a chance. There's no reason to think he won't. Yes, mm. not quite what he got paid right. the first time. They but. drafted him another weapon, right? Jordan Addison. That's the thing. He's got a nice nice offense out there. Somebody's got a get Justin Jefferson his yards and touchdowns, right? So, yeah. PFF likes it. It's a great pick. I, I think that's a fantastic pick, and I can't argue it. Um, all right, gonna gonna take a little bit of a risk myself to a ton of Viola. I, yeah. I was thinking the, about him. The injury 10. risk um, is if you listen to our podcast, his picks... I could have made these picks. I just, I, I really think. No, you, these are the guys you like. like full off season now. Yeah. Second full off season with Mike McDaniel. I'm looking on that. Um, I love you know what it. surprised me the more I was looking into Tua's season? I think watching it and looking at the way that Tyreek and, and Jalen Waddle run after the catch, you think it's a lot of like shorter passes and they're doing something with it. But they are stretching the field with those guys. They are. He, throw, he drives the ball down the field. Now, the Chargers, you mentioned the Chargers defense earlier. Like They kind of picked the lock on that offense. I believe it was Sunday night football where it was just confused Tua enough, cloud things up a little bit on that first read, and it was hard for him to get to two to three and react. So that's what this offseason is about when he's not doing jiu-jitsu and learning how to fall with grace, which – I mean, we'll see if he can figure that out. Everybody who read the Kevin Cobb stuff knows it's 
pretty scary when you get concussion three to four. I mean, you lived it. You were on the staff. You were you were going to start Kevin Cobb um, that 2013 season, and he suffered the fourth concussion, and the fans are all hazy right in front of him. So, yeah, I mean, if Tua really did suffer a concussion against the Bills like we all thought he did, then that meant he had three last year. That, that, that's three in one season. That's horrifying to think where it could go from here. I agree. It's and, hard to believe. But I really think it is. It's nerve-wracking to think that he's going to be out there. Like Those are the those are the moments that are hard to hide from, I feel like, as a football fan. Yeah. Just knowing – We've talked about it. It's, you can't forget it. No. What happened last year. And to know that he's another hit away from that is, is scary. But, you know, you go back to September, October, this guy was one of the hottest passers in the league. It makes it even harder to watch when it's like this guy's at the very top of the sport yeah. for a period of time and then wondering whether he'll ever be able to play again before he's ever even really had a chance to to be at the top for very long. You know, he's barely barely gotten to the top of the mountain before he's getting kicked back down. And you hope that the Dolphins, the league will you know, protect him from himself, but we know how we know how it goes. Unfortunately, but yeah, it's not how it works a lot of the time, and so we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I love that they picked up his option. You know, that financial security. Yep. That's just a good move. Just, just man to man for an organization. Maybe not the smartest thing. But you know, if, it's if you're going to run a cold hearted it, business, it sends, sends the message that we care message. about the players because that's fully guaranteed. We pay He's getting that money. We pay attention to that. Right, that sends a good message to the locker room. And, and he, look, it's a gigantic if, but if he's out there, if he's healthy, man, he was on fire. Um, he was right there in the MVP race into mid to late November. Um, I think I can't go wrong at number 11, taking Tua, who if he's hot, if he stays on the field, this I think this offense will have a counterpunch. I mean, how good Mike McDaniel is. Granted, they could, he couldn't get the offense – out of the huddle and snapping the ball in time a handful of times against Buffalo in that wild card game. But it says so much about him as a head coach and the team that they were in that game down to Skylar Thompson. It's unbelievable. They really should have won the game. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I, I think if they're full strength, they could win the Super Bowl too. And they're right in that conversation. AFC. He was right there. <laughs> he was in uh, the conversation in our, our room here. Stat-wise. We went Kirk Cousins. Went went with a safe pick. Roll the dice with Aaron Rodgers. The injury, you know, with, with yeah. Tua is what's going to scare you away. But if I'm starting a team, I'd probably take the chance on Tua over a Kirk Cousins because you got the upside when he's playing well with those weapons and that offense. That is legitimate. Like they could make a run. In the All right, Monus, you make your pick. And break it down while I get another beer. Did you have the seltzers right? It's Seltzer? Water, you Matt, you need a I'm beer? Good. You're good? All right. Appreciate that. It's great by the bottle of waters. All right. Matt, you're going to like this. I'm going to give both the picks, and we'll fill him in when he gets back. Back to back, I'm going playmakers that I believe in. Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson. Now, here's where this is why this is probably not good for me. PFF, this could go bad on PFF. And we're going to talk about this when he gets back. I don't, Deshaun Watson can't play worse. What I, that was embarrassed. What he, but he should have looked like that. He hasn't played. He hasn't practiced. He, he should have looked that bad. It, looked, it was like embarrassing that how, how he looked. That's not him. And he's got too much in him to play full, you know, pride-wise. He's not going to look like that on tape. He never has in his life. He's not going out like that. Justin Fields, these both fields are so tough. What he's been thrown into in the NFL is almost wrong. That The, the Matt Nagy era, the, then you get this rookie, you get rookie coaches, the team's just flipping around, set up for failure. All he does, puts his team on his back. But it's all, right now, running, which PFF – the passing is going to have to get better for him to crack my. But it, it won't but be if all it does, bad. It won't be all bad because he I will, do you think? Yeah, he'll boost. 
he'll boost himself oh, because just, of the rushing, right? Like, you go ahead. I, I did them both. All right, Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson. You sit down, take it in. Matt just heard my explanation. Now. You're right that the PFF passing grade for Fields is probably going to hurt, be lagging a little bit. But I think the running will offset some of that. And still, you would think room to grow as a you know, plenty of room to grow. I, believe, as I do think there's room to grow. And, you know, so at times last year, the plays he was making, it was kind of crazy. I didn't, because of the situation he got thrown into, didn't think it was ever going to happen for him. And so, I, I mean, look, you're you're building a team over there that you've got Derek Carr, right? So now you take some chances. You know what you're getting, Derek Carr. <laughs> you take some chances. I think Deshaun Watson. I feel like, I feel I like think, you guys are when, when we're done with this, we're gonna have Vegas odds as well. Okay. I think Deshaun I like Watson the is long, the bigger like, risk of your two picks. I said I took my explanation on Watson was that was embarrassing when he was put out there last year. He has too much champion football talent. He's not going out like that. I just watching him. He was terrible. It seemed like okay, this first game was pretty rusty, but he'll work it off. And then the next game, he said that was pretty rusty too, but yeah, he'll work. He was just rusty and not that great in each of his starts. It's been a while since we saw Deshaun Watson play really Really good football. football. How do you how do you unlock that? Like how do you get back to that point? Well, I think the DeAndre Hopkins. Well, help. Jump balls help. Being able to throw jump balls help. But no, I think he's. It's a matter of the reps playing, getting your legs back. Yeah, he was out in football, and he played. Looked like it. We all know that is not him. We know the guy that could have beat Buffalo. I think that's the risk you're taking here, though, is that that guy's still there in Cleveland again? Kind of what we talked about with the Jets. Yeah. So would you say it's a little bit of a gamble? A bit of a, a little bit. I've so is like, Fields, but I, yeah. I'd rather have Fields right now than Deshaun Watson. I like these two. I, I but, Watson. I'm not Watson. I just I respect what he did in Houston. Like he 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 did a good job down there. Like not an easy situation there. Agreed. A lot yeah, of the time, both of them. I was talking about that Fields and like set up for failure. He's battling. So hopefully. They made some changes. We'll see. I'm not sold. They stuck by, so there's that much. But all right, they've got a legit number one in DJ Moore. Yeah, there's. I love DJ Moore. And that little run that he had was really impressive. Yeah, he's got to get better pass. Yep. All right. All right. We got. Well, this is the the easiest pick in this exercise. Oh, I know it. Can I just? Because I've said I know every pick. The easiest pick that anybody can possibly make in this draft is right here at 14th overall. I, I think he's better than the 14th overall quarterback. We're going Jordan Love at 14 uh, see, overall. See, that was going to be my guess, and it was actually going to be my next <laughs> pick. It was going to be my next pick it's because wrong. I knew he was going to be high. I'm wrong. Wrong. We're going Jordan Love. He's a mystery man. To the to the country, not just the NFL. PFS doesn't care about that. PFF is they don't like, or they didn't like the small sample size. Well, should say that's the thing. You haven't seen him, but guess who has seen him? Guess who doesn't look at him as a mystery? The Green Bay Packers, Brian Gutekinds, Matt Lafleur, Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, Romeo Dobbs, AJ Dillon. I get. I know David Bakhtiari is talking about rebuilding, but he's wrong. All right. Jordan Love is ready to start, to win, to produce. I think that what they saw in practice the last two months of the season with the deep ball wasn't as good as it gets, and he is just an extension of everything they want to do in offense. It, it wasn't the case with Aaron Rodgers for good reason. He can tap into his own personal offensive line of scrimmage. He had that autonomy where, man, for, imagine three years, 365 days a year, you're training – to be the quarterback for specific offense and a coach and you're playing versus air and you're simulating things nonstop. You, you get thrown in against Kansas city. It doesn't go well, but then you turn that corner 
year two to year three, right when Aaron Rodgers signs that $150 million contract. I think that what players told me is, hey, we saw it in OTAs when he came back. He was a different quarterback. You saw it in the preseason. Um, granted, the numbers aren't great if you look at but I, I remember watching each of those preseason games. The escape, the improvisation, it was promising, right? You can't read too much into those kind of games. But then he saw it against Philadelphia in the one game he did play. It was a mop-up duty. Philly was It was a close game. They weren't just in prevent. They were trying to win. Six to nine, two drops in there. Uh, I think that he has to play. Like, I get it. Yeah, the, the sample size is, I, is, awesome. is very small. Like, we haven't yeah. seen a lot of it. Just let it play out. But I need an upside pick here. That's Obviously, it. I've been high on him for a while, and I think that Green Bay, they wouldn't be all that. And this is where maybe Aaron Rodgers has somewhat of a point in his diet drop with McAfee and with Nick. Like, when, he's, when he says, like, he wants the Packers to just say that we just say it. Like you wanted, you want to start him. I think that it, that, it, that might be true. Like I do think Green Bay made the decision pretty early on. Like we we're going with Jordan Love. Like we believe in him. He's our guy, and we're tired of the other stuff with the other quarterback. And I'm really excited to see him play. We'll see if he's good. I think he is. Nobody really knows yet. I'd like to know if there was a debate between Gutekiss and the floor. Rogers seems pretty vocal out against Gutekis. Would you agree? More think, than LaFleur? No. I'm asking. I think that the Rogers and LaFleur relationship is not good. fine. Okay. I do too. I think I, knowing a head coach, how they operate. Mm-hmm. He wants to share. He wants Aaron. LaFleur wanted Aaron Rodgers. See, I, I think he reached the point where he was ready to move on. I think everybody's on board right now. So they didn't do that. I was just wondering. It just seemed like Rodgers was singling out Gutekiss more. Not Rodgers personally, but it seems like he's aimed at wanted him fired. Like, this is, I mean, I don't know the floor personally. I, I would think wow. anybody who ascends to NFL head coach on the strength of their offensive mind wants to run their offense, right? And he kind of has, but he kind of hasn't. For the most part, it's been really, really good. I mean, Aaron Rodgers won two MVPs, but they've kind of been building these two offenses within one the entire time that that's why I love the pick. It gives you that opportunity. No, it's, it's How many be, teams can do that? Nobody can do he's that. He's a complete unknown. So he's complete I, unknown. I think I do think that the floor has a really good relationship with love. Oh, I'm sure. I, I mean, mean, Steve Calhoun oh, yeah, has he said he's been moved. in touch with the yeah. floor all offseason, each offseason. Oh, no, the floor definitely excited Specific about. drills. That's what I want you to work on. Well, I think it's really point, good. We're at, what, the, uh, the 14th pick. Again, you're looking for those guys that are going to be jumping. Tears. Mm-hmm. I think he is the number one candidate in the NFL to jump up a couple tiers in terms of where so you slot. Because if you're just slotting him right now, based on what he's done, he's somewhere around the 20 to 30 second best quarterback starting in the NFL. But what he could do, there's talent still there in that offense. They didn't, you know, like you said, they. They could throw the rebuild word around, but they didn't tear it down to the studs. They've still got some good players out there. And it's always interesting, right, when a guy's just been sitting and you haven't seen him and you don't know what he's going to look like. And then all of a sudden he gets in there and does it, and everybody thinks, why didn't we see this come? Is it not? I mean, he's sat for a lot longer, but like Patrick Mahomes sits around for a year, sort of out of sight, out of mind. Nobody's crushing the bills, right? It's just like, Patrick Mullins is sitting there on the bench. Then he gets in and starts playing that next year. And it's like, wait a second. (laughs) Who traded that pick? Why did they do that? You know? And so these guys that get a chance to do that are so rare now. Love has gotten an extended chance. Maybe I've just been reading too much go long, but I'm buying, (laughs) I'm buying Jordan Love. I'm, I'm in. I was going to take him. I, I should have known that he wouldn't last. He's such a fun draft pick because of the other. Monus thought you were going off, and so I was like, "Wow, I'm going to get Jordan Love, no, and this be, is going to make this fun." Be, but. He could go. He could be his, with that combination of everything he can do. So yeah, <clears> unknown. I'm excited to watch. Like I say this too, like those receivers and backs. Oh yeah, are yeah. thrilled that Love is the quarterback in the sense of like their heads are not going to be swimming play to play yeah, like no they were with Aaron Rodgers. And 
walk up to the line of scrimmage. Oh shit! Like if he does this weird little signal or calls us audible, and I don't, and I've never heard it before. What do I do? Like there's everybody will be on the same page. There's a beauty to simplicity and streamlining things. So, all right, I believe it's Mr. Fairburn's back-to-back picks here at 15 and 16. I'm gonna stick with with what I've been doing with my, my latest picks here, I'm going Dak Prescott, you know, a guy that's just done it, wow. you know, he over really and over. And exercise. He scares me with PFF. Well, he does have some variance with PFF where when, you know, he's not playing well, it, it, he rides the roller coaster a little bit. Injuries have been Man, a problem. The good is good though. But when he gets cooking, he's, He's right up there in the top seven or eight quarterbacks in football, I think. I wasn't – I didn't have the conviction to take him earlier, but when he slides to this spot, I feel pretty good. Uh, you know, I don't know what to expect from from Dallas, but I just believe in the talent of Prescott enough here. And I'm making some – I'm making the boring picks, right? You know, you guys are stepping out on limbs. And well, I'm making some boring picks because – I want a free dinner. You know, I want to... <laughs> You're, yes. I'm thinking how the, I'm already thinking about Meat the and odds. potato picks. Yeah. I'm already exactly. thinking about I'm the just, odds. Like there's, yours is, stacking good yours is, yes. Yeah. You're coming in right now. As the biggest yeah, so you're looking at, so here's the Matt Fairburn's team so far. Allen, Herbert, Rogers, Cousins, Prescott. High floor. I like that. High floor. That's a good way to say it. My next pick, again, I could say this about my last three picks. Not super excited to run to the table and make these picks. I'm just, I'm just making, I'm just sticking Another to the board. I'm letting the board tell me you what I do. You should be do. excited about the players you're taking. You should be enthralled and intrigued. I mean, I'm, I'm beyond excited. I haven't been, uh, I haven't been prepped and polished by a PR staff to deliver, you know, all these great lines about my. <laughs> About my picks, I'm just giving you the honest truth. I'm not that thrilled, but I'm going to take Jared Goff. Uh, hey, that's what solid pick. He's got a lot of talent. Around. He grades well, and he he's not one of the ten best quarterbacks in football. But here we are, and this is pick 16. And I think that's Jared Goff territory. Do you? Are there guys that could pass him on the list easily? Could Jordan Love easily be better than, than Jared Goff? Absolutely. But the baseline for Jared Goff is pretty solid. And I like what they have going in Detroit just as far as, you know, the talent they're putting around them and Loaded. solid offensive line. So I feel pretty good about the floor. I feel pretty good about the fact that he doesn't have a ton of competition to be – they didn't take a quarterback high enough that – I feel like he'll get replaced at any point. They're under enough pressure that they want that solid veteran. Boring pick, but I'm here's my thing with Detroit. It's enough. Like, do something. It's the NFC. You know, enough with this high, this great offense, and nobody. Rodgers is gone. He's, a, he's such a Giants hater over here. I'm just over. Well, see, here just, I am again, just a loyal go long reader. I've been reading lots of positive words about the Detroit Lions. And but PFF, golf is good. They Rock like golf. Their offense is off the charts. Do something. NFC's average. Retaining Ben Johnson is massive, right? I mean, you watch all these games. His play calling is innovative. I just don't think golf's good enough. Yeah, no, I love their offense. Like, their offense is real. Like, they're making people on alert. Like, you can tell. They have people on their heels. Bring enough points, yards. That's the sign, right? Like, but do something now. It's well, gotta here's what's funny: you is gotta do something. If if we were doing when we do this exercise for the playoffs, I I don't know if I want almost any other guys I've picked, right? <laughs> so you outside of Josh Allen, here redraft. Outside That's of easy. Josh Allen, who I think you know, it's a good exercise. That who, should be the who, you know, Josh Allen has shown it in the playoffs, not to the level of the other two, but he has shown it. Aaron Rodgers has not been a great playoff performer uh, of late. He's been, been he slowed down. More, more than late. Really. Herbert right. is unproven in the playoffs. Prescott 
not great in the playoffs. Kirk Cousins, not great in the playoffs. You've got a type. Got a Jared Goff, not good in the play. Not good in important, tough games when you can scheme up for one game against a guy. Not good. You're but drafting for the game. I'm drafting for right. You said regular season. You said we'll do it again for the playoffs. So EFF, regular season. I'll, I'll be throwing my team in the trash and, and picking possibly all new quarterbacks by the time that so happens. Good. Because I do. I'm throwing that caveat in there before people think I'm. I'm you know, I got the bag of milk uh, squad over <laughs> here with all these boring picks. But looking for the the regular season production only. I'm really surprised that Dak fell to 15. I thought he might go up in that car range, really. I would agree. Yeah. I don't see much difference between them. Car was my, like, I feel like this is going to be a good year for Car. That's my thing. So our rules, we're going, we're each drafting seven quarterbacks, but we're taking the top, top, top five, five scores. It protects you against injury, a guy getting benched, a real bad year. That being said, I'm going to take Anthony Richardson at number 17. <laughs> you can probably read these picks a mile away. Because if it hits, it hits. Uh, it hits we we debated this on a prior episode, Matt. I mean, he's just, I don't know. I, I think for, for the physical athletic skill set he has, there's really no comparison other than maybe Josh Allen. It's Cam. one of the strongest arms instantly. He didn't really look what here's what I liked about Anthony Richardson at Florida. It's not like he looked to bail and run. No, he only ran when he had to. He probably should have ran more. Really, I mean, he, he probably should have taken up more than he did when he's got that ability, but he didn't. So that kind of tells me he's he's working through some reads, like he's trying to see what the defense is doing, and his incompletions didn't strike me as unfixable. I mean, it's not a fatal flaw, in, in my opinion. I think that with the right coaching, the right play calling, hello, Shane Steichen, right? He just did it with Jalen Hurts. Um, you've got Isaiah McKenzie there in Indianapolis, so obviously the slot position is solidified. Uh, Michael Pittman, hello, Jonathan Taylor, the best running back in football, the best offensive guard in football. I'm not saying the Indianapolis Colts are going to contend for a Super Bowl, but Hey, if we're going to – I love our format on taking the top five because if it hits, I mean, this is somebody who could just be something defenses haven't faced. He wasn't on their, their board, that team's board. You said Tim Tebow was a better prospect. No, but I'm saying he's he's going with Steady Eddie. This he, is was, he was awesome. This is the definition, of, was, is the definition uh, of I like this. No, I like this. One this year team. is That's what is mind. what made Anthony Richardson a tough sell for me is I don't know if in year one we're going to see everything that Anthony Richardson is capable of, but young quarterbacks are doing it quicker and quicker, it seems like. And it does. There's no, especially the, the guys who can make plays with their legs. That translates right away. So I like the roll of the dice. You've got some upside cooking in these later rounds. My, you know, my strategy. Oh, I'm not going to give away my strategy because I got another pick. But you know, these are the. This is what you want to do in the late rounds. I think is, is swing for the fences. It's part of why the format has uh, set us up to take some chances. I knew it. You're taking Barkley here. And it's, Barkley. Well, you got to have. You got to back up your, your stock. You know. Yeah. You got to handcuff him, as they say. Handcuff him with the third stringer. All right. So, bonus. Your last two picks. These are the right. Yeah. That's right. This is what we always like to say in drafts. We like when you make it easy for us. Just let it fall. And the top, these are the top two guys left on my. Don't you dare! I, I, there's still one guy I want badly. See, this is and a guy who's been over. by his PR staff. He's, he's Wait, so got before, the one-liners already. It raises a good question. Like before you went out, because you, you did a few of those press conferences. We covered the team oh. after picks. Like, were you, you getting coached up by PR? Like, were they telling, hey, like rubbing your shoulders? All right, Jim? no, no, they they were good. They, no, no, not for those. That was okay. pretty much talk about the players. Mine were pretty basic. We know the ones that they prepped for, and it didn't go so well for yeah. Doug on that one. So their their record on preps, uh, <laughs> were, it wasn't that that wasn't a good. One. I think you know, for, like there's there's some really good PR people out there. So I'm, you, I'm, there are, and there are there's just some like excellent PR good coaches and average. But the best ones and, just kind of let guys be themselves, right? Like just be you, just be off. Well, you can't really step in it when you're just. 
breaking down why you picked a player, unless that player's got a little bugaboo in their past with something they did off the field or right. whatever, then you could step in it. But otherwise, pretty basic. And, I mean, clearly, Jim just needed little coaching. I mean, you can see that the cliches are just he's flying off the yes. tongue here. He's got, he's got all the, the stock I, one-liners right. Ready for this. Like, these drafts are what it's all about in the offseason. We have nothing <laughs> else to talk about. Like, All right. I guess nobody likes Super Bowl champions, but here we go. Out of nowhere. Anybody think Sean Payton and McVay had a little saying? Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, oh. my last two picks. Let's go. Okay, I'm glad you took them both. I don't want either. Get out of here. I had uh, – God, they're so bad. Russell <laughs> Russell Wilson. What have you, what have you said? My team. Picking a guy for the Bills. God, he's so bad. Russell, this boy, is the it's a seventh round. What can we do? Russell Wilson. I picked Russell Wilson to Sean Watson. I don't think I saw two worst players on tape last year. Russell Wilson was awful. I can't believe that Sean Payton. He was on television so damn much, too. The networks were in on the Broncos. I'm I'm going with Coach Payton somehow. Subway commercials still at all time. I'm going with what Coach Payton did with, I don't know. And I'm going with McVay and Stafford saying, let's let's at least, let's have some, let's get back to, we're not going out like that. Guys are, I want guys are trying to prove like Stafford, Russell Wilson, Deshaun. These are champion guys that were borderline as bad as it gets. I don't even know what is around Stafford at this point. He still has cop, I guess. I don't know. But defensively, is. look at their roster. Look at the roster on defense outside of Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's like, like, I don't even Donald's know some of play. these guys. Aaron Donald's probably not he's going he's gonna to try to wait till the playoffs anyway. You, but it could help Stafford. He might be thrown a lot. Okay, good PFF for you. Yeah. So matters. All right, there we go, champion. Speaking of uh, Russell Wilson and endorsements, and I mean that subway commercial with the da- the danger witch is. Oh my god, it's, it's one of those things you can never unsee. Uh, but Gina and I finally have been watching the uh, the Jared Fogle subway documentary on HBO. Do you guys see that? Did not. Holy hell! Tell you what, when you have kids, it changes everything and how you see the world. It's definitely a must-see. It should be required viewing. It's sickening. But I just got to thinking, like, how did Subway, like, just so effortlessly move on? From move on? Like, that should be he was the yeah. face of Subway for a decade. And he's doing what he did to these little kids. That should be, like, the end of your company. But, which, by the way, Quiznos are a, a, a hundred times better than Subway. Anyways... I never understood how Quiznos was kind of left in the dust. I, if those two stores are by each other and you're dying for lunch, you go Quiznos every time. But then you also, the face of your company is a monster, and it's like they didn't even miss a beat. That's crazy to me. Especially when we see now, I mean, like Bud Light and Target are, are falling apart. Like, look at what you're folded. It's kind of nuts, huh? You drafted a guy. Somebody earned their paycheck. Keeping that company on the rails. I guess. Because the sandwiches, frankly, are not that good. No. I mean, really, it's they're not that good. They're very average. Yeah, not good enough to overcome that. But the business was, apparently. Also, like Rob Gronkowski told me in Blood and Guts, like he had to put on all this weight when he got to college, like the beef up and be tight end. He said how he had, like, just pounded subways. You know, every dressing he could get, footlongs, eating a cookie with it. Like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that – like, so, like, Jer- like, he's doing to lose weight. You're doing it to gain weight. And then now you see Robert Rukowski in every other Subway commercial. I'm like, okay, were you trying to sift in right. a little advertisement yeah. into the book here, Rob? Come on. All right, so scouting story, Subway. I can't eat there anymore because on per diem, when I first started scouting in the Northeast for Philadelphia, I'm thinking to myself at lunchtime, I'll get the foot long, eat half lunch, Half there, get in the car. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm stacking per diem. I did it for weeks. I, I ruined Subway because I ate it so much. I, that much. I now can't eat it. But it's horrible. That's just like what I said about my pick. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't stop eating it's it, but I did it for the per diem. And anyway, horrible. Russell Wilson, horrible last you know year. What I, took him. I didn't tell you. I can't eat Subway. Because... Complete opposite reason. I think I was driving to 
New Jersey or Philly for a story a couple of years ago. And like right at the right at the turn there at the bottom of New York State, like right in the corner, there's that exit. I forget what exit it is. It's like right before you can go like to New York State or Philly. There's a subway. And I went to get a foot long. And the guy, God bless him. I'm sure he was a nice gentleman. You know, he's here he is trying to make a paycheck. Might have been 19, 20 years old, young, youngish guy. And he had a cold and he just had like snot kind of all over his face. And he just sneezed like two or three times into his elbow while he was making my sub. Like, oh. like he, he's making my sub and he just turns and just explodes into his elbow. And like he apologized and he had gloves on and he finished the sub and I paid for it. And I, I immediately threw it out and I haven't eaten Subway since. I just can't. I can't do it. That's tough one. That's tough one, bro. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're definitely at pick number 20, breaking down Subway. This happens at drafts. It can happen. Trust oh, me. It's my pick, isn't it? All right, my final pick. I'm very glad you didn't take this player. Who, who can you not believe? So I can't I believe he's there. I think should guess I can't on believe Tyler's there. pick. He's oh, a wait, pretty predictable know. drafter. Do you, feel, do you feel like you know it? I feel pretty confident. All right, but guess. Guess who it is. Hold on, hold on. Oh, this is tough. I don't, I'm not going to guess. My guess is Daniel Jones. Ding, ding. <laughs> you know what I realized, though? You're right. There's some – this will be interesting. He's going to He's gonna score well. Getting Daniel Jones at 20 here that is – That could be a good with one of the, It's a coup. It's about where he belongs. It's a coup. Being honest. <laughs> I agree, too. Was considering him at 11, at the Tuba pick, we were thinking Daniel Jones. That's a definite You're going to get the it's, running. They're shocked. Somebody out there is shocking that he's not been drafted. You're getting Darren Waller. They're adding weapons. They're drafting weapons. But I think number one reason you want Daniel Jones on your squad for this exercise is Brian Dable. Yeah. For that offense. Yeah, you believe. And – they're, they're going to innovate. They're going to stay a step ahead. They showed it. They're going to use him statistically one way or another. So I think he's going to fill up a stat sheet. They I think the Giants it. are going to win a lot of games. I think they'll win the division and be a factor in the playoffs. I'm loving my squad. That leaves me with Mr. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. The final quarterback Brock of the draft. No, the Mr. Irrelevant of this draft. Of this draft. I know. I'm well, not a Brock say. Purdy. Not a Brock Purdy guy. This, I wonder if it'll be the guy that I cannot believe it. So I'm having an internal debate over whether I should stick with the theme I've had or or step out on a limb, you know, last pick, mm-hmm. and take a chance on on somebody who could, you know, make that that jump. If I was going to go with the theme of my draft, Geno Smith is the easy pick. Rock solid, steady. Just a solid, steady veteran. But there's two younger quarterbacks that I'm thinking about. And the one I'm going to go with is a complete roll of the dice, but I like what he has around him. And I'm going to go with Desmond Ritter. In that offense, there's some talent. He's got Kyle Pitts. He's got Drake London. He's got Bijan Robinson now. Like, there is a good chance he could get benched before the end of the season, right? But they're going to let him go and and earn the job and see what he's got. Mac Jones was in consideration here because when he played played well as a rookie, pro football focus had him hanging out around the top 10 quarterbacks. But I, my fear on Mac Jones is job security. Bailey Zappi's there and showed a little something last year. And I'm not feeling overly confident that New England is going to turn some corner just because they have Bill O'Brien. I might sit here and I feel bad passing on Geno Smith, but I feel like I got to spice it up for the sake of the podcast. Go for a little bit of a risk. I love it. And I, I like Gino a lot more exciting than Russell and Stafford. I mean, Gino definitely took defenses by storm. I mean, nobody saw that coming. Last month of the season, that's the question. Like, did he kind of come back to what he's always been? That's or the was that I think there's as much play? risk in that as there is in Desmond Ritter never figuring it out. Exactly. Right? So exactly. I feel like I've built myself a solid foundation, right? If Desmond Ritter flames out, that's all right. Because we got Kirk Cousins. Only <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just okay. he's comfortable. 
Yeah. Also, there, there was a picture making the rounds. We love OTAs, right? Oh, the clips, the pictures. Yeah. A picture of Desmond River. Oh, River. Oh, my God. How many IPAs have I had? Ritter with a, with a bicep exposed. And it was, it was a big bicep. He had a gun. Heavy artillery. Looked like somebody's been living in the weight room. We all know that's a storyline to track this time of year. A year ago, would you have thought Kyler Murray does not get drafted in a top? Well, wow, Kyler career. Murray wasn't even drafted. Well, he's injured, right? He's going to be out gonna, for a while. I mean, that's still that PFF final grade, though, you know what I mean? If he comes back and plays, whatever his grade would be. That's a fair point. The injury was but the reason. I think, I, we all, I think we all just moved on from it. Who else didn't get picked here? I mean, we're looking at Mac Young. Jones, Geno Smith, yeah, Geno uh, Bryce, the, the the first pick of the Kenny draft. Pickett. Pickett was. Yeah. I thought Monus about Pickett. Is a big Steelers, yeah, I'm a Pickett Steelers believer, and I was he was in consideration. I went with proven champion oh, coaches. Yeah, the big thing with Kyler Murray for me was just the injury. You know, it's is he, is he going to be ready? What's he going to look like when he's ready? That team doesn't look and, good. you know, the fact that nobody picked him is good because we probably would have been arguing about, do you need to play a certain number of games to meet the threshold? To get the threshold. Exactly. Desmond Ritter, one week. Right, if Desmond Ritter plays point. one game and goes off and yeah, hurts himself at the end point. of the week. Does that need to get – do we need a game We probably played? should work that in. Yeah, there probably played. should be a, a pass attempt. But it's good that no, nobody picked Kyler Murray because that really would have been the only cheat code in that. Should be right. in that scenario but okay can i ask my hockey question fire away are we are we good with that oh yeah i'm not a huge hockey fan but a fan of the city of buffalo and the fan of the city of las vegas is buffalo more of a party hard city than las vegas because eichel seems just fine in vegas you know, it's a it's a fair question. Is it or is it ridiculous? Is it? It's like a little way ridic- over the top? It's a little like, ridiculous, okay. but I do think there might be something to. It probably depends on the person, right? But if you're in Let's, Las Vegas, don't you become a little bit used to it at some point, and you're like, "All right, I get to live here all year round." Getting down to business during the hockey season. It just becomes we bigger. Can, it becomes the bigger thing with Jack is that he's in a winning environment. He's surrounded, Cold, you know, like he is. He's also in a place where he does not have to be everything. And I think that was always the biggest problem the in Buffalo. Yeah. He was the captain way too young. Too much. He was expected, you know, to lift this franchise out of the basement. It's and, there was just a lot put on him, and out there he gets to be a part. And I feel like that's the better role for him. He might win the Cons Mike if they win the Stanley Cup. I mean, he might, you know. And it feels Lawrence like want, Lawrence Taylor wants Super Bowls. It, it feels <laughs> like you know. It feels <laughs> like Sabres fans aren't as riled up as you might expect about Jack Eichel doing so well, and it's probably because the Sabres are doing just fine themselves with what they got in return. But it had to end. It, it was. It's it also like it, yeah. It, like, it had to end. But it's right. also kind of like we talk about the mystery box. It's like sure they got Jack Eichel in the Stanley Cup, but the Sabres got the mystery box. It might even be Jack Eichel in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> you know, like Good point. It, so it's cool. It definitely ran its course, though. It did. I mean, you got Jack Eichel versus Sam Reinhart in the Stanley Cup Finals. That's a tough. And Brandon Montour on the Panthers. You can't it's overlook crazy. that. Another guy the Sabres traded away for a third round pick. It's wild. And he's a stud down there. So either way. You're going to have that moment with one of those guys holding the cup, thinking, especially when it's Reinhardt and Eichel. Right around back to back, did it. Back to back, number two picks that you tanked for. You know, those guys were the reasons that you tanked. And then they're going to fulfill that destiny elsewhere, essentially. It's, uh, it puts, I think, the way I've kind of framed it in my mind is, you know, it's not really Kevin Adams' fault that Jack things had run their course with Jack Eichel. That was happening long before Kevin Adams became general manager. Certainly not Don Granato's fault. Uh, you know, he stepped in and didn't even get to – he might have coached – I don't even know if he coached Jack Eichel at all. Um, but it does put a certain pressure on you to set yeah. up that environment, right, wow. so that you're the team that guys come to and they become the best. And they're starting to do that. I mean, Tage Thompson – Alex Tuck, all these guys having career best seasons. 
it just puts that pressure on you to not drive away star players and to not be a place where it gets so bad I mean, that guys beg out. I was very – Brent, I wasn't really back in Western New York yet. I think I moved back in 2015 from Green Bay. Yeah, you would have been moving back that summer that they yeah. took Eichel. But um, I remember being very pro-tank because Connor McDavid was worth it. And I went to a couple of Erie Otter games, and it's like this guy is a freaking Chico. It's insane what he does on, on the ice. Like, it, I'm, I'm no hockey savant, but I'm like, this is worth doing whatever you can to give yourself the greatest odds to get this player. But to your point, what it took to get to that point, man, they tore they tore that locker room apart, the roster apart. I mean, you you go to a, you, you go to a Saber game, you know, during those tank years, and even in the years that followed, and there's just an energy and atmosphere of pop that was lost that that you had I mean it's crazy those playoff games in the late 90s and then the renaissance there in uh, 05 06 it, they were insane and I'll never forget going to those games for the rest of my life I mean you can't even hear yourself think in that arena and then to just um do everything you can to get that player like not for nothing you lost that McDavid was the prize right and he's watching from home right now again you know, the Oilers haven't been able – hockey's a different sport, right, where – It's a different sport. Connor McDavid was yeah. everything the Oilers could have hoped for and more, and still they haven't found the right mix around him. So it's not Connor McDavid's fault. It's not, you know, it's not like he doesn't show up in the playoffs. It's that it takes a hell of a lot more than that, and that's the beauty of how it's worked out for Jack Eichel in Vegas is that he was, you know, sort of that piece that, that they needed but he didn't have to, he doesn't have to be everything. And you also see different types of players put their teams on their backs. You know, you got Sergei Bobrovsky carrying the Panthers, but Matthew Kachuk being a style of player that you don't see a lot of in the NHL. He wasn't, you know, flying off the board number one. And yet here he is. Uh, he's probably, you're redrafting NHL players right now. He's, he's right up near the top of the list. I mean, he's second on, He'll be, he'll, I'm guessing, come second in the heart voting. McDavid. I mean, McDavid was wildly good this year, points-wise. But Kachuk, uh, with the season he had and what he does for that team, he is just pound for pound one of the best players in hockey. So I, it takes so many different elements to, to pull it off. So it was you know, the bars are open till four in Buffalo to Jim's point. You know, <laughs> Buffalo is a little bit of a crazy town. Jack has it all, you know, at his fingertips in Vegas, but I think there is something different when you walk into a locker room where the expectation is Stanley Cup and it's all business. And you know no he's a competitor. He knows. That's what he wants. He wants to prove people wrong. He wants to show that he can win. So the building, matters. the strip is the strip the is still going to be culture there. Matters. The building, I mean, the building gonna... how, I'm starting to go building whatever it is. Culture, it matters. The you guys have all been around it. You see the good, you've seen the bad. I've been a part of the best in the NFL. Oh, I've been a part of the ultimate too. Everything Vegas has to offer is going to be right there waiting for Jack if they win the Stanley Cup. Right, it's all right there in the offseason. It's not going anywhere. So I think there's that element of it. Where that's for even if even for guys who like to enjoy the enjoy the nightlife, no, that was more. That's uh, you know, heck, if anything, that's motivation to get a parade going through. Yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah, right? you know, uh, yeah, fun Stanley Cup. Man, I didn't know we were going to get bonus NHL analysis. That was excellent, man. And the, that. like, I know just for some reason being out there, I'm like, Michael is, I don't know, situations. I tell you what, the hockey playoffs have been way better than the basketball playoffs, in my opinion. I've, I've tried yeah. to watch as much as I can of both. I, feel like I don't been, think it's been close. I feel like both had some letdowns, right? Basketball, the bit. NBA hasn't been great. The NBA has not been great. Yeah. Some runaway series, enough. you know. Yeah, I, I don't feel like the, the sweets are happening right I guess now. I'm more so yeah, disappointed in the NBA. I would agree. I would agree with you. Even the seven-game series, it wasn't – not the same. Like, history will show, oh, my gosh, they almost came back from 3-0. It really wasn't that exciting it is. series. For the the Derek White play was incredible, I guess. For the Heat to be in the finals, based on how they played this year, and should have lost in the play-in, yeah. 
Like it's the NBA regular season is completely sweet. No, I, don't, I think it's too hard to sweep for some reason. He get a game too. It's tough. As long as Denver wins a series, we're good. There you have it. Well, more importantly, it's about this draft that just transpired. Huh. So I can't wait to go analyze. I mean, if I win, I'm going. Uh, Kuiper's I mean, grades come out. Soon. Two appetizers, Kuiper's two grades, entrees. Kuiper's grades are coming. The grades will be out on Monday. All right, that was fun. All right. Thanks so much for doing it, fellas. Matt, for joining the party here. Joining the squad. Everybody has fun. kids, too, so it's not easy leaving kids. I appreciate it. It's always a good time with you, fellas. And, hey, let's uh, hang out at Hamburg Hamburg uh, Fatty's Fest, spot. Right? Oh, Hamburg Music, too. Yeah, this weekend. And then, of course, Fatty's. Fatty's will be doing They got some music here, too. Bumping. Make sure you get on our Ninja Turtles on the arcade, Space Invaders back here. I mean, this place has it all. Everything you could possibly need. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you next time.